when they come in, they already expect a positive, fun environment in there. So you you might not you might need to be the one who brings that positive environment for them. That energy is contagious. You oh, gotta yeah. bring your A game for sure. For sure. Uh, make yourself look stupid. Make yourself look silly. Be a little bit yeah. crazy. Make a mistake. Yeah, make uh, a mistake. Fail at something. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Use those teachable moments. For real. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Ben Landers. I'm the founder of the PEspecialist.com, and I just want to say thanks for being here. You're listening to the Fizz Ed Q&A show. I hope this is an awesome, valuable conversation that will help give you some ideas and answer some common questions around the field of physical education. If you want any links for things that we talk about or summaries, make sure to check out the show notes at the PEspecialist.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the show. What's up, guys? This is Ben and Marcus. We are back at it with another episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A podcast. And we're going to talk about, uh, in this episode, a very common problem, which is kids are talking while you're talking. You're trying to teach. You're trying to give them golden nuggets. And they keep talking to their friends. So one of the most common questions that we get on the side is, uh, what are the strategies and what things can you do to keep kids from talking during instruction? Coach Nelms, you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's 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 talk about kids talking in class. All right. Um, first of all, we just talk about it's a life problem. Um, just like you know Ben's talking about before, even adults struggle not talking. You know when at the appropriate time. So you have to understand that that feeds from kids understand that and they they feed that from what they see around them. So um, again, having that patience and, and having that um, humility with them. Um, is a great way for you to help you know, destroy that problem of kids talking while you're talking or talking at the wrong time or anything like that. So um, one thing that we try to do... Duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. One thing that we try to do is build a relationship with students and build a relationship with classes. Um, the saying goes that um, the kids don't know um, what they don't know and they don't know until you care. So and once you can figure out that students uh, care, that you care about them, then they'll understand about what you're trying to teach them. So I like to, I like to have real, real conversations with my students, um, sit them down, talk about different ways that their talking is affecting everyone else in their class and have, how that um, one person or a group of people who are talking while I'm talking is just going to take away from their time and how it destroys their PE lesson. So having that relationship with them is a great starting point to try to get students to understand when the time and place is for them to talk and to understand and respect their time in the gym and your time as their teacher. So building that relationship is one of the first things that I would do to try to, to, try to negate that uh, talking during class. For sure, definitely echo that. And just a side note, when you're in a faculty meeting and your principal <laughs> is trying to give you some professional development, don't get on your phone. Don't talk to the teachers. That's the exact, I hear teachers complaining about their students. And then they as soon the as the faculty thing. meeting starts, they're complaining before the faculty meeting. And then as soon as it starts, our principal is trying to give instructions and they're sitting here talking to somebody else, not paying attention. I'm like, come on, that's karma. Your kids are doing exactly <laughs> what you're doing. And the same thing goes if you're at a conference, somebody's trying to present 
Um, if you don't want to be there, just go somewhere else. Um, if you're going to be a, a hindrance to what they're trying to show people, um, you know, you got to practice what you preach. Your video needs to match your audio. True. So um, just just a side note, but definitely got to build that relationship. Kids don't care what you know till they know that you care. Um, and then another thing is have your key phrases down, have your uh, speech that you're going to give to kids that will explain um, the reasons why they need to listen to your instructions. Um, for example, when my kids are talking, I just always go back to, why do you think I want you to listen when I'm talking? And the kids, I've said it enough times where we're going to have that exact same conversation again where the kids like, because you're trying to teach us something. I'm like, why am I trying to teach you something? They're like, because you want us to be successful. I'm like, that's why you're in school. You, you're in school because every teacher at the school is trying to play a small part in your success in life. And if you don't listen to the things that they're telling you, you're not going to be successful. And then let's take it a step farther. You're, you're hurting the rest of your class because you're not listening right now. And so when I get done and everybody's moving around, you're going to be <laughs> doing the wrong move. thing because you didn't listen to the instructions. Yeah. You don't know how to play the game. So then you're going to be sitting over there in timeout because you broke a rule. And then you're the one that's going to miss out. And the rest of your class is going to be missing out that on that teammate. And so I try to bring it back to the why of, you know, this is why you need to listen. It's not just because I like to hear myself talk. It's because I'm trying to help you be successful. You remind the kids that you're on their team. It goes back to the relationship thing. Um, and then remind them that it's not just them that they're hurting when they do that. It's everybody else that's sitting around them. So we build in that self-responsibility back into it of, look, we're all here to accomplish a goal and accomplish a job. And you're a big part of the team. And right now you're not doing your job. True that. True statement. We do the... Uh I know you do it. We do the scale, and the more time you talk, the less time you get. And it gives them, it gives kids a visual of seeing like, hey, if I'm talking, I'm wasting the time that we have for activity, and then I'm losing the time that I could be doing that. So if you want to play more, then you need to talk less. So, I mean, that's one of the things that we try to do to try to get you know real world conversations in them, and to understand that whatever what they're doing. Um, is affecting not only themselves but everybody else in their class um, and then we also we also have the leverage of except for kindergarten for Ben seeing them once a week so I, I have a conversation and said hey yeah. how many times do you have PE and they go once and you know it's like how many times do you get to play this game like Star Wars for example and they say once and I go you know what coach Nellis gets to play this game six times a day every single day and you get to play it one time and we're wasting our time because somebody's talking. So trying to put in perspective and try to get them to think outside of their mind can help to uh, alleviate some of the problems with students talking. Yeah, scarcity is a good one. And that is only going to work if you're actually teaching different things throughout the year. If you yes. play the same game over and over again, kids might be talking because they're bored. Yeah. Um, and so a big part of it is, you know, is what you're teaching – something that they have not seen yet, or at least haven't seen that year. Um, because when you're playing a game and the kids know that's the only time that that entire year that they're gonna get to play that game, they're much more motivated to listen so they True. don't miss out on any time. True that. So use that scarcity for sure. Um, we got a question from Instagram Live. Uh, what week do you get into stations with kindergarten? Um, I get into it about the fifth lesson. So yeah. we do rules, procedures, we teach basic skills, and then we start doing those basic skills um, after that. Um, that was a question from our previous podcast, how to tips for teaching kindergarten. Go check it out if you haven't listened to it yet. Um, 
And uh, another tip for getting kids to stop talking would be um, start with the instant activity. So if you're if your kid, you gotta imagine your kids when they're in school, they're sitting at a desk all day, most likely. And they might have 20 minutes of recess before they come to you, depending on when they come. But most likely, they're sitting at a desk all day. Their brains are not active. They're like dazed and confused when they walk into the gym. And so getting them moving quickly, you know, do a quick like 30 second review and then get them moving in some kind of instant activity. I'll link below um, in the show notes some ideas if you're not sure what kind of instant activities you can do. But uh, if you look up the research on brain activity after, you know, 20 or even two or three minutes of moving, the brain is so much more active, it's ready to listen more. Correct. So that's uh, one reason why if you're not doing an instant activity before you start instruction, you're not giving your kids, you're not setting them up for success. In that two to three minutes while they're you know walking and jogging or doing an activity, they get a chance to talk and communicate because the music is on and you've taught those rules that, hey, when the music is on, that's a great time for you to talk. Um, they can get that, that energy out and they get that and they'll, they'll become more engaged when you actually sit them down and talk to them and teach them and do different things like that. So giving them a chance to get out that energy with an instant activity is a great way to help eliminate some of that talking while you're talking. For sure. Um, another one is when kids do not meet the expectations, provide consequences and do it quickly and do it very clearly and say, and do it in a way too that's, that shows them that you're on their team. So not in a way that's harsh or hurtful, but in a way that's that's going to communicate to them, man, I'm sorry that you were talking while I'm talking because you're going to have to miss out on the next game. I need you to go sit down over there. For me, the, the um, expectations we have in our gym is we have three strikes. Strike one is a warning. So I'll say, hey, strike one, please don't talk while I'm talking. Strike two is go have a seat on the side and do a refocus or a timeout, and then I will come and talk to you, and we'll have the exact same conversation every single time, which is, do you know why you're sitting out? And they'll say either yes or no. If they say no, we'll talk about it till they figure out why they're sitting out. And um, when you have that conversation with them, my goal is, to get my kids to understand the reason there's the reason that I want them not to talk is like we talked about before so they can be successful and so the class can be successful and what you'll have a lot of times especially in kindergarten you'll see their response is why are you not supposed to talk when the teacher's talking they'll say so I won't get in trouble mm -hmm. it's all about them and then at, if you have those conversations with your kids as they progress in fifth grade all my fifth grade students will say because people around me can't listen and they're not going to know what to do and then we're going to waste our PE time and we're not going to be successful because I've had that conversation with them for five years, so they know. <laughs> um, so definitely provide those clear consequences. That's one thing when I have student teachers, it's hard for them to do that quickly because they don't want to be seen as the bad guy and their classes get out of control. And so I'll say, hey, first five minutes with this class, I guarantee you there's going to be five people that are going to talk. When you're talking, <laughs> I need you to give out five strikes. And yeah. when they do it, the class goes so smooth. Oh, yeah. um, so do it up front, nip it in the bud. Make sure you do it in a way that communicates you're on their team, you're on their side, and try to bring it back to that why, like we talked about, like Marcus was talking about at the beginning. Oh, yeah. We have the same kind of consequences at my school. Uh, we also have, uh, also try to communicate the same way Ben does about um, when you're in that timeout or refocused area, about why you're in there, um, going back to building that why. And it helps out, it helps out at my school because we have two teachers so while one teacher is teaching, even if that other teacher put them in timeout or refocus, you know, the other one can go over there and talk to them and then get them back in the activity as quickly as possible. Um, so we like to have that, that 
that conversation with them as well, um, building that rapport with them. And I'm a, I'm a big all man type of teacher. So if a student has to go out, I'm like, oh man, I'm so sorry. You're gonna have to go sit in time out because you were talking while the teacher was talking. And then uh, you know I'll try to direct my conversation to the students while talking to that student over there. It's like Coach Nelson feels really sad that Tyler had to sit out because he was talking. And you know hopefully Tyler can uh, come back and help his classmates get through all the lessons. So you know including everyone in that conversation helps to um, build that rapport with that student and if you can get that student to understand what they're doing is affecting everybody else in the class um, that can help eliminate you know some of the talking while they're talking so all those things been talking about doing those different things over there can help students as well Devin hoops on Instagram is asking about uh, when we start instant activities um, for me the only the only lesson when I don't do an instant activity is the very first day of school. Um, you can see, we'll put another link in the description for the uh, first day of school lesson plan. You can kind of see how I handle that first week, going over rules and procedures. But that first week, we practice the instant activity uh, about midway through the lesson. And then every day after that, as soon as they walk in the door, we're doing an instant activity of some kind. Um, and I'll have some links down in the show notes as well for some examples of that if you're looking for some ideas. Um, we uh, we do the activity a little bit different because you know Ben mostly has one class in the gym. We have two classes in the gym, so you know from experience being at River Springs, I know we they come in and then he has a quick conversation with them and then they get started. We have two classes coming in, so we let the kids continue to walk around the outside of the perimeter of the gym until all the classes and groups have gotten in. Then we do the stop signal. Then we have a quick conversation. Then we get right into it. So it, uh, it's just a little bit different, but I know some people have double classes in there. So just want to try to throw that out there at you. If you have a double class, we just have the kids continue to walk around while we wait for another class or two classes coming in at the same time so that we just don't have one group standing there and then we have to have another group go around them or something like that. So we do that and then we do a stop signal and then we do a uh, quick talk and then right into the instant activity. So just a little bit different. Good tips, good tips. Um, another uh, thing if you're struggling with kids talking is um, you can either videotape yourself teaching or have somebody put a timer on you you can have a student do it and see how long your talking segments are because if your talking segment goes over five minutes forget about it you went too long, Way too long. Um, you need to break it up you need to have a quick induct uh, intro um, and you know I guess there are maybe a few exceptions for why you would need to talk that long but you're going to lose your students. Uh, their attention spans are not that long, so you need to try to aim for that quick uh, intro to your to your task or your lesson, and then you break it up and you have the kids stop and you get a little refinement or you give an extension for the next thing they're trying to do or the next level or however you're going to extend that task. Um, but the more you talk, the more chances you're going to have of your kids talking while you're talking because they're getting bored. So try to talk small, less, uh, short, keep it short and sweet. And I'm planning the lesson. That's one of the main things that I'm trying to do is how can I relate all the information that I need to relate to them as quickly as I can because they're not here for me. They're here to enjoy the physical activity that we can provide for them. So the less that I can say something, the, the more time that they're going to be able to do the activity. Um, I also, I, I try to get them involved with it. So like, you know, when we teach things, um, we try to include them in the teaching. So if we, you know, 
doing playing a different game or doing something like that, we might include them in the task of what the t game is about. Um, so that way they're included in there. So if, uh, if you have to say, if there's a game that you have to explain that's really long, you want to include the students in there to try to get their brains working before you sit them back down. And I also try to preference say, say, hey, I want you to play this game as fast as possible. I need about two or three minutes to say everything that I need to say. <laughs> if you cannot say anything, then that's going to be more time than you're going to get to play this game. So we like to preface that before the game starts so that they already know. It's like, if I'm quiet for two or three minutes, then I know Coach Nellens and Coach Landers are going to get us playing the game as quickly as possible. So including the students in there and, and making that a priority to talk as less as possible can help eliminate some of the talking in your class. For sure. We do a, um, a survey every year at the end of the year with our fourth and fifth grade students. And one of the most common things, one of the questions is, what advice can you give students who will be in PE next year? One of the most common things kids say is, if you stop talking, you have more time to play. So they're starting to get that message towards the end. Yeah. Um, but that's important to talk about it with your kids beforehand. No doubt. Um, creating a positive and fun culture is important. Um, you know, if, you're, if your class is not fun, then your kids are not going to be motivated to listen because they don't care if they miss out on the time. But if your PE class is the best part of that student's week, then they are going to stop talking so that they can hear what you have to say and so that they don't miss out on any time in PE class. Um, and you're always going to have an issue with talking like we talked about at the beginning, but that's going to help. The more you can find ways to uh, make your class more fun, the more ways you can hook students, find out what they're into, find some cool YouTube clips that can really give them a, an interest in whatever you're trying to teach them. Um, those things can go a long way. Find a kid in the class who's had experience and have them tell their classmates about it. Um, any way that you can find to make it more fun and more engaging, um, using that provocation like Andy Vasily uh, talks about a lot, he's blogged about showing your kids real life stories that relate to what you're trying to teach them. Um, it helps them connect with that why and it helps them be motivated to listen and want to learn, take responsibility for their learning. Even if the content that you're teaching may not be a positive, fun thing for them, you can be the positive, fun thing for them. Um, bring the energy with the students every time they come in there. Um, if you are looking like you're enjoying what's going on, then the kids are gonna jump on board because they want, especially elementary level, they wanna please uh, what the teacher is doing. So even if I'm teaching something that I might not be great at or that's something that I know the students might not really enjoy as much, I try to pump myself up to get it on there um, so that way that I can create that environment. And if you consistently do that over and over again, that's the only expectation that the students know. So when they come in, they already expect a positive, fun environment in there. So you, you, might, not, you might need to be the one who brings that positive environment for them. That energy is contagious. You oh, gotta yeah. bring your A game for sure. For sure. Uh, make yourself look stupid. Make yourself look silly. Be a little bit be, crazy. Make a mistake. Yeah, make uh, a mistake. Fail at something. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Use those teachable moments. For real. Um, yeah, for sure. One other thing I was, I just remember uh, when we were talking about spend less time talking, um, the, the less time that you spend talking with your kids, the more time you're going to have to be able to watch the kids when they're in activity and grab yes. those teachable moments in the lesson. So when yeah. you, the, the things that are going to matter most to your students are the things that you saw them doing and then you stop the class and you talk about what they just did. So it's directly applicable to them. Um, so the less time you spend talking, more time you spend observing your kids and giving feedback, 
the better you're going to be able to take advantage of those teachable moments for your students. Oh, yeah. If they're playing, they're not talking. You want to do incentives and levels? Yeah, let's talk about incentives and levels. Um, we are big level teachers. We like, to, we like to break down the content into levels. Um, that is a great motivational tool and great incentive tool for uh, students. Uh, we also like to do uh, culminating events, activities at the end of units and lessons and provide um, incentives for those students over there. I know Ben likes to do a lot of things with uh, Foursquare and you know champions of certain things. They get an incentive at the end of class. We try to do the same things over there. If you can lay out those incentives and those levels for students, that's a great way for them to keep them engaged. And if they're engaged in the activity, they're going to be less likely to be engaged in something else, maybe talking to their friends or talking while you're talking. So we like to break down all of our games, activities into levels. And it is a great motivational tool if you can go, well, you just completed level one. Now we're going to move on to level two. And the kids get really excited about getting to the next level. So if you can level and gamify your different activities, that would be a great way for you to try to eliminate some of the talking in your class. For sure, gamification is big, um, and it's cool when you see when you start to build that into your games and the things that you do. Your kids, you'll see them uh, be more motivated to listen because they want to make it to that last level. Because their friend at recess told them what they did at level five, <laughs> and then at the end of class, when you're like, "Oh, we didn't get to level five. Sorry, guys." They're gonna be like, "Oh, oh man, we didn't get to do that." So it's another way to motivate kids. Um, Got two questions on Instagram Live. The first one was uh, some ideas for what you do, stations for fitness ass assessments. Um, if you check out the pspecialist.com slash fitnessgram, you can see a very detailed overview of how we do fitness testing. Uh, so I'm going to leave that one. And then also any tips for dealing with bad sportsmanship. <laughs> if you Google uh, the good sportsmanship, sportsmanship code. code. That's, that's the system that we use to deal with good sports or bad sportsmanship. Um, and we'll also put some links down in the description for those two. Yeah. Um, and then uh, prevention over cure. Um, you know, this actually applies to that bad sportsmanship question. Um, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So if you have a class that you know is really talky and is chatty Cathy's and you had trouble with them in the previous weeks, when you start the lesson with them, you can have a conversation, put it in the front of their mind and remind them, guys, yesterday's class, they got to do all this. And you guys, the last week, only got to do half of what they did. And so they're going to be so far ahead of you if y'all don't get it together and listen so we can get through all the things I'm trying to teach you. Again, because I want you to be successful. <laughs> yeah. um, so, you know, have that quick 30 second now I'm not talking about a five minute speech 30 second conversation with your kids and then get the class started and that will help remind them um, you know to to have a better class so set the tone early before you're dealing with the problem after it starts same thing with sportsmanship if you if you have a class that you know struggles with sportsmanship you have that conversation with them up front guys we're not playing in the NBA nobody's paying you to be here we're just trying to have fun we're all on a team together we're trying to learn together uh, you can use a good sports, good sport code uh, poster um, to help you with that as well. So, yeah, and if you have, if it's not a whole class issue, if there's a group of students or a student who um, causes the issue as far as talking in there, you can have that whole group that um, Ben was just talking about conversation with that particular student when they're walking in doing the NCAA activity. Bring that kid over and say, "Hey, 
I know last week was last week. It's already over. I forgot about it. Let's have a good week this week. If you have something you want to say, make sure you raise your hand. If you want to talk and you can't feel it, just wait until the music starts. When the music starts and you're playing a game or you're doing an activity, you can talk as much as you want. But I don't want you to um, derail the rest of your uh, classmates' PE time. So you can have that that prevention conversation with them before the class even starts, especially if it's an individual um, or a group of people who are um, eliminating the you know the time for everybody else in the class. So you can do it as a whole class, you can do it as an individual. It's just what's best for your school and your situation. Uh, so what Ben said is absolutely correct. And we try to do that every time to eliminate any of those uh, problems or any those um, situations. Good stuff. Um, hope that was helpful, guys. Just a quick recap on some of the main points. It comes down to respect. Um, if your kids respect you, then they will listen to what you have to say. How do you build respect? By working hard, by showing them and leading by example, um, by providing fun, engaging lessons, and also reminding them why they're there, reminding them why you need them to listen to you. Don't just say, because I'm your teacher. No, tell them why they should listen to you. It should be very easy for you to explain that to your kids. And if it's not, then you need to either think about how to explain it or you need to be teaching something else. Because if you can't explain why your kids need to learn what they're learning, then you, you need to become a better salesman, a better advocate for your program and what you're teaching. Um, any, any closing remarks? Um, a lot of good stuff. Having that patience and understanding um, kids are coming from a different situation. Um, talking might be their only avenue to get any energy or anything like that. Having that patience, being able to put yourself in their position uh, and not let it frustrate you. Um, don't take it personal. It's not a personal attack on you. It's just what they're trying to do to um, be aware of their situation. So being patient, doing all those things that we tell you um, as far as like key phrases and all those different things like that. And, you know, enjoying it, being the energy doing the things, trying to talk less, all those different things will help you try to curve some of that talking in your PE class. <laughs> and there will be no 100% cure. No. Uh, you will always deal with the struggle, but hopefully some of those tips will help. As always, take what works and trash what doesn't. It's going to be different for everybody. Modify all the things that we said to fit your situation and help you out. Thanks for watching, guys. Uh, if you want to check out the podcast notes, go to thepespecialist.com slash podcast. Um, you can check out our YouTube channel. Um, we'll also have all the links down there from everything that we talked about. Thanks for being here. Hope you have an awesome day. Have fun and teach on. Later, guys. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A Show podcast. I hope it was so helpful and you got some serious value bombs out of it. Just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the PE Specialist Membership Community. It's an awesome crew of passionate PE teachers where we get together, brainstorm ideas, come to with common problems and provide feedback to each other. And we've got a ton of awesome resources like e-courses, online trainings, tutorials, a ton of unit and lesson plan samples, printable station signs, and cues posters. And I could keep on going, but I know you've got things to do. So I just wanted to let you know, if you want to check out the details and see if it might be a good fit for you, you can head on over to thepspecialist.com slash info for some more information. As always, have fun and teach on. Have a great day, guys.